Hello everybody and welcome to I'll Rank That, the show where I'll rank that. This is my first official episode of this entire podcast. You know, I'm excited for it. I think I can do it. No, I hope it can grow. Today I'll be looking at Season 1, Episode 1 of Family Guy, entitled Death Has a Shadow. This episode aired on January 31st, 1999, directly after the Super Bowl, giving Family Guy a lot more viewers than any other pilot episode would usually have. And as we all know, people liked it, and the show kicked off, and it's still going strong 19 years later. Well, I think that's enough groundwork. I say we get right into it. This is one, episode one, Death Has a Shadow. So, we start with a cut-in of the Griffin's household to see everybody, you know, sitting around the couch, just, you know, just doing their thing, I guess. And we see a TV show that they're watching, which is basically just a spin-off Brady Bunch where uh, there is a, like, dispute in the household, I guess, where I have never watched the Brady Bunch, so I'm sorry, I don't know their names, but uh, a girl uh, tattles on the boy son saying that he's smoking a pack of cigarettes and the parents just kind of overreact and send them to a fire pit and a snake's pit and that was basically it. it's just kind of setting the groundwork of this is gonna be a very stupid show we you know there's a bit of dialogue and we get into a good joke to be honest um peter says that they the brady's live in a bad neighborhood and then it cuts to a black lady outside asking them if they want pancakes and they're titled the Jemima Witnesses, and I love that. That's gold. So after that joke, it just goes into the, you know, Family Guy intro, everybody's singing, whatever. Uh, after the intro, we get, you know, our first look into the actual episode. So just like the, the cutaway gag at the beginning. And we see Meg voiced by Lacey Chabert now. Voiced Meg, if believed, the f- entire first season. And then it was switched over to Mila Kunis for the rest of the show. So, you know, Meg is asking for lip injections to just kind of boost her, you know, self-image. And it kind of shows that Meg is insecure. But, yeah. Lois says that a lot of the world's problems are stemmed by poor self-image. And it cuts, our first cutaway, to Hitler at a gym and a Jewish guy, very strong, kind of showing him up. Which is basically trying to say that the reason Hitler hates the Jews is because there was a guy stronger than him in a gym. I like it. It's a it's a good joke. After that, we get our first dialogue from Stewie, and you know it's old, super British, damn you all, Stewie. You know, hell bent on destroying the world. So that was fun. It's actually like kind of refreshing to have like a, a child character that's like more mature than everybody else. I don't think that was ever really done before, other than you know like South Park because that came before, but like not just vulgar smart. We get a good gag about Peters and the thermostat. How dads always you know are protective over it, and I like that. That's kind of clever. Uh, there's a bit of dialogue that doesn't really have anything. Just a few like just dumb one-off jokes and we get a set of cutaways of peter getting really drunk at um church just drinking the blood of christ one sip and he's he's gone right the ice cream uh i think it was butter rum and you know he just passes out and then he has an irish coffee when he goes to see the movie philadelphia and he's laughing his ass off when tom hanks says he has aids and 
No, that's just funny. It's kind of showing the audience that they poke fun at sensitive topics, which I really like, especially since this was in the late 90s where AIDS was still uh, a big enough threat that it was like kind of sweeping the nation still, maybe on the little, no, on the tail end, but still there. So after this, Peter asks Lois if he could go to a stag party with a bunch of his friends, and she agrees, but only on the condition that he doesn't drink. So he agrees and immediately starts drinking when he gets to the stag party. I like it. It's funny. But on the other note, Quagmire looks so different in here. Like, I get this is the first episode, but he looks so different than all the other episodes later on. And I just noticed that, and it kind of, like, took me out for a second. Also, when they're all drinking on this couch with his buddies... Nobody in there is ever mentioned or heard of again. It was just a one-time thing. Peter has 10 friends in the first episode and then has like two and then three by the end of the season. That's it. It's it's kind of funny. And there was like one black guy in the group, but it wasn't Cleveland because Cleveland shows up later in the episode. And it's just, you know, it's funny. We get a quick cutaway of two accountants uh, inside Peter's head just doing whatever, I guess, processing his thoughts. One of them asks the other, what's behind the walls? They say, it's dangerous thinking. Honestly, it's not a good cutaway. It's not funny. It's meh. It's, it's forgettable. The next day, Peter's just lying down at the table, just basically just hungover as all hell. And they're just, the family's just eating off of him because there's no point in trying to move him. And Lois is just scolding him or whatever. Nothing that he's not used to by now. Um, he goes to his job where he works at a toy company where he has to look for like defaulty toys, maybe dangerous, and he has to cut them off. So basically all he does all day is just watch toys go down the conveyor belt. And, you know, he's exhausted. There's no stimulus around. So he's just falling asleep. And his boss, Mr. Weed, comes by and starts scolding him for it. And I like what Peter says. He says he wasn't sleeping. There's a bug in my eye and I was trying to suffocate it. I like it. It's funny. It gives a good chuckle. Um, anyway, Mr. Weed leaves. Peter goes back to sleep and a bunch of dangerous toys come out comically. So Peter has to go home that day and think about if he's going to tell Lois that he got fired. And So Lois asks him how his day was, right? And a devil pops up on his shoulder and, you know, it's a whole devil and angel. And the devil says, lie to women or lie to Lois. She's a woman. They're not like people like us. Just, okay, yeah, it's pretty funny. You know, it gives you a good chuckle. Uh, but the angel, on the other hand, doesn't show up. And it cuts to, it's a cutaway, right? And it cuts to the angel in traffic. Just a bunch of people. And he's just yelling. And then he tries to drink coffee and it spills on him. He's like, oh, this is great. Honestly, I think that might be my favorite cutaway of all time. I love it. It's hilarious. I actually get like a good laugh out of it every single time. And it's funny to me. I, it's amazing. So Peter ends up lying to Lois. And, you know, they're just going to go down, eat at the table, whatever. So everyone's ready to eat. And Lois almost gets shot by like a laser. And everyone looks down the table to Stewie. And there's like a gun barrel right out of his sandwich. And Stewie says, it's tuna fish. And I love it. It's gets a good chuckle you know it, it, they're solid jokes every time this this episode it, it gets good jokes anyway so after the dinner P 
Peter has a good talk with Brian about, you know, getting a job. And there's a, you know, a set of cutaways. Peter tried to get a job, like, as an actor for the... He was going to try to be the bird for the Cuckoo Puffs. He says he's caca for Cuckoo Puffs. Which, you know, it's funny. Um, He just also said he tried to get some money out of a talent show. Uh, but the Von Trapp family singers, uh, they got, like... He thinks they got snubbed. Von Trapp's... Uh, kind of got like the win. Um, I like it. It's a good uh, reference to the sound of music. I haven't watched the full movie, but I I get the reference. Um, and then there's another thing, another element that's gonna show up in a lot more episodes. A running gag where Peter tries to cuss, and it's just drowned out by random noise. It happens again this episode. And it's gonna keep happening for the first season. I think it's funny because you know they weren't sure if they were allowed to swear on TV just just yet, like that much. Um. And finally, to end this cutaway streak, Peter reveals that he was with the Chinese, you know, the infamous Chinese guy who tried to stop the tanks, and actually did, in uh, China. And but he actually ran away, so he just doesn't want to tell his family that. The next notable thing in this episode is when Stewie at nighttime tries to break into the kitchen and steal his toy that Lois stole from him, uh, I guess, at the beginning of the episode. And it, it worked until Lois and Peter walk in and put him back to bed. And as Lois is carrying him back upstairs, he turns to Peter. Stewie turns to Peter and says, you can stop this. And I like that. That was funny. But Peter doesn't understand, right? There's this whole thing of what characters understand, what characters don't. But during this fight and argument that uh, Peter and Lois are having, uh, the angel from before finally shows up on Peter's uh, shoulder. And then that mini, that angel has many angels on him with the devil showing up. But then his angel will show up because he's stuck in traffic. And I like that. It's a good callback. And as I already said, I really like that cutaway. So I like that. It was really nice. Peter finally decides to go to welfare instead of looking for, like, a job. And they ask him if he's had any physical disabilities or abnormalities. And he says that he hasn't passed gas. You know, the first time he passed gas was when he was 30. And he get to a cutaway where he farts and he's just confused. That's pretty funny. When Peter gets home and opens up his welfare check, he finds that instead of $150, he actually got $150,000. And instead of returning it, he decides that he's just going to spend it all, which, you know, I love. After a little bit of dialogue, we get a cutaway with Bill Clinton, where he's drunk as hell, and he's just insulting a reporter. I like it. It's funny. It's childish. Gets a good chuckle. Peter buys the statue of David. Like, literally. He just buys the statue of David, and he's gonna, well, he rents it, right? Just so, because he has too much money, so he's trying to burn it all. And he says that the penis broke off of the statue of David, and this is big cylindrical cement thing. He just throws it, and it goes, and it smashes through his boss's house, or his boss's window, and without missing a beat, Mr. Weed just goes, I will call you Eduardo, and I love it, it's funny, it actually got, like, a good laugh out of me, I like it, and, you know, yeah, it's great. So, just, so to keep rolling with the hijinks of Peter now being rich, he decides to treat his family to the most expensive dinner they've ever had, and he goes to a drive through and orders 6,000 chicken fajitas. I love it, it just kind of diverts expectations, it's good. Meg finally gets the collagen lips injections that she wants, and they t- <laughs> Lois asks Peter, 
did you really have to get Chris breast implants? And they cut to him, and he's just holding them. Like, they're not implanted in him. He's just squeezing them. And it's funny. It diverts expectations. It, it brings, like, a new sense of comedy. I like it. And a week later, after they've had all their fun, Lois eventually finds out that they're on welfare and gets really mad at Peter for, you know, stealing tax dollars. And, you know, you get this whole scene of them, like, going back and forth. And Peter's just not taking anything seriously. He got a jukebox in the bathroom for himself. You know, it's it's a good scene. Peter, Peter decides that the only way for Lois to forgive him is if he does something spontaneous. And instead of just returning the money, he decides to fly a blimp over the Super Bowl and drop money down on the people. Peter says that America's great, except for the South. I like it. It's a nice little joke, and it makes fun of some people. Eventually, Peter gets arrested and put in prison, and he drops his soap, but instead of, you know, happening to him, they just, all three prisoners just laugh at him for dropping the soap because he couldn't hold on. Peter and Brian talk a little bit, but eventually, Peter just, they decide they're going to go to sleep. Peter calls Top Bunk and immediately just crushes Brian when the Top Bunk let lets out. After Stewie threatening Lois' life, she eventually gives him back his toy. And that brings us into the courthouse where Peter and Brian will get their sentence. Although it's kind of only Peter for trial. That's a bit weird. A fun thing to look for is if you look behind Peter in the scenes where we're stalking in the courthouse, you see Quagmire. But the thing is, it doesn't even look like Quagmire. And I'm not talking about like not looking like Quagmire for the rest of the series. Like, he doesn't even look like Quagmire we saw at the beginning of the episode. Like, unless he had the same shirt that he always wears, it doesn't look like Quagmire. You also see Cleveland next to him. So it's kind of funny how they had a Cleveland, but they didn't put him in the group with Peter at the beginning of the episode. You get a cutaway with Peter talking about the different strokes episode where a, a couple boys get fucking molested. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Again, it touches on like little touchy subjects, but the show doesn't care. I like it. Peter eventually gets sentenced to two years in prison, and everyone's saying, oh no, and then the Kool-Aid man finally comes in and screams, oh yeah, and that is one of the most iconic jokes in the entire Family Guy history. I love it. This really made the pilot something else. It's great. And to wrap it all up, Stewie actually saves the day with his mind control device when it actually works. The judge frees Peter and gives him his job back, so of course... Nothing else, you know, no consequences, no lessons learned the best way. As the credits roll, you see the family watching a TV show, and there's a funny joke because the guy was supposed to say a tongue twister, and you think he's going to mess it up, but while saying it, a bear just goes through, like jumps through the door and starts eating him alive. And I love it, the first expectations makes no sense, it's the best.